Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Voice Spark Live. I am, as always, your host, Nick, followed by Ben. And there's AJ reappearing from underneath his desk with his See the big magic? smile. Look at the magic happening. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> reappearing. <laughs> For those who are watching, uh, watching this on YouTube or other streaming devices, there is a fireworks show going on in AJ's wall. Uh, this was a program that he had developed for his Fire TV. So think about that. Um, as always, um, I just want to say thanks again to our September sponsor, which was um, <clears throat> Electric Chateau's Buzz Off. AJ, if you could do the honors. Oh, sure. Alexa, go away. It's been real. It's been Love real. It. It's been real. So, okay. So now that we have that out of the way, we move into another month, October. What are we going to do? Do we have another sponsor? Of course we do. Yeah. AJ, can you point them out to the crowd? It is TalkSocket. Now Talk you may be socket. wondering, you may be wondering what TalkSocket is. Well, TalkSocket is a pop socket, but it is Alexa enabled. And I think this is a great thing because, uh, okay, sure, you got the app, you open the app, you do this, you do that. Hey, you're talking to people, you're hitting the Alexa servers. That's great. Second you close that app, game over. Boom. But now, if you're out and your friends are like, no, the Denver Broncos didn't win the Super Bowl in 1998, you can go ahead and be like, yes, they did. And I'm not even sure if that's accurate. It maybe might have been January 97. I don't know. But at least you'll be able to check that out. So here's how it works. Let me just break this down for you real quick. Oh, oh no. So if we go over to TalkSocket, it brings Alexa everywhere hands-free. And this thing is sleek. It's cool. It, it uses a two-microphone system uh, for broad wakeboard detection. And it uses low energy consumption Bluetooth. So it uses your phone's Bluetooth in order to keep you uh, um, attached to the Alexa servers, which is ultimately what you're going to need. So I am super excited about this product. Oh, man. I'm super I can't excited wait. to punch this product out. What do you think, Ben? I know you said you can't wait. Yeah, what do you like about it? This looks so cool. I mean, this solves so many like use case issues if you're on the go or, you know, you know, maybe you don't have Alexa in your car. There's I mean, there's just so many great, great um, use case opportunities for this thing. It's just such an and it's so tiny. It's such a neat little piece of hardware. I can't wait. I mean, hell, they got it on a, uh, a keychain here. If you look on this. I mean, that to me is awesome. I love that. Yeah. AJ, what do you think? Well, yeah, I think uh, if you scroll down, I think you'll find that uh, Otter Otterbox. Yeah, uh, Otterbox says hey, we're on board. They, they and they're trusted, super trusted. Yep. Just congratulations, to you guys. That's great partnership, right there. That's a great vouch. Yep. So if you if you are interested in this, if you want to back it, just go ahead, go to Kickstarter, TalkSocket, and if you forget about it, just look down at our ticker that scrolls across the bottom, and you will see. Definitely support these guys. Yeah. Yep. So with that being said, let's move on to news. AJ, you got any news? Uh, yeah. I was saying that uh, I found out I grew an inch, but it oh, was around cool. my waist. Oh. Well, at least you're growing, so that's yeah. good. 
I mean, you know, you've been taking you've been taking your Flintstones, right? Yeah, maybe maybe too many Flintstones. Flintstones you know what I say? You always grow out before you grow up. So, uh, <laughs> we could have any other Nickisms. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Keep them coming, man. Yep, that's definitely a Nickism. Uh, ben, so what do you got going on? Uh, cool thing. So I've been working on the VoiceMark website, and it's uh, nearly there. So we'll have a nice, nice repository for all of our uh, posts, and uh, hopefully some new writing, which is going to be really, really great too. Um, um, you know, uh, I think uh, that we'll be able to have a lot more information on there, really help a lot of people out, um, and you know, educate a few people along the way, which I think is really great. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on, I also been on the weekend, I was doing a little work for the YWCA of New York. Um, it's a great organization here in the city. I mean, there's a, there's a national chapter and there's a chapter in every city, but uh, I was helping them out. They're, they're um, you know, any, any, I think a lot of nonprofits are kind of going through this. Uh, they want to get their donations up. So if you guys can, they're doing a, their uh, annual salute in November. Uh, but if you just want to go to uh, YWCANY.org, I'm sorry, YWCANYC.org um, and give like a donation, five bucks, anything you got would be really helpful for, for the organization. They do a lot of really great programs here in the city and help a lot of people out. So uh, that's my other little bit of news. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. That's great. So we had a uh, <clears throat> we had a request over this past week. I was going to um, there's a new Alexa skills challenge out, and uh, Cassie, our point of contact, Cassie and Stephanie from DevPost, excellent excellent people by the way. They went ahead great. and was like, "Hey, can you put this out on your channel?" So then, who I'm who I'm now calling uh, Bizwiz Ben. He was like, I got a better idea. Why don't we ask Cassie if she can come on? And then Cassie was like, I can't. I got something to do. But my boss will come on. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. Our manager. Sure, no problem. No. It's the CEO of DevPost, Brandon Kessler. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring in Brandon. We're going to go ahead and talk about the new skill challenge that's coming up. It's called Alexa Skills Challenge Beyond Voice. So without further ado, here comes Brandon. Hey, sir. How's it going? It's great. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate the exposure. Yeah. Great to have you. <clears throat> so have you. Um, I think it's great. And uh, I think it's great that you were able to come on. Um, it definitely, I was, I was like, I was uh, in shock. I was like, oh, wow, the CEO, that's awesome. So uh, I've been doing a couple dev post competitions over the past couple years. I know AJ's been in, uh, been in one or two. Uh, the last one that I really gave a lot of focus to was probably the Kids Challenge that came out in 2017. That probably was a my big favorite. One. Probably my fav one of my favorite all-time competitions, dev post, and we've been around almost 11 years. Yeah, I was checking that out on your, um, on your LinkedIn page uh, that you guys have been around since 2009. Yeah, we launched in June of 2009. And uh, for those of you that don't know, DevPost, we are, um, our mission is to inspire developers to, to build great software. So that's the, the goal. When developers are looking to make something new, we want them to come to, to DevPost and be inspired to do that. And we do that by powering most of the hackathons, software competitions that happen around the globe, virtual ones like the one you have on the screen. And when we're not in a global pandemic, we also power the in-person kind as well. 
Nice, nice. And I'm looking forward to getting back to that in person. Um, I really think there's a lot of value to being in the room with a team and and um, strategizing and and coming up with some really cool stuff. There's a lot of good stuff that comes out of hackathons. And I think this one's going to be good too because I love sort of like the um, the uh, the I don't know the expandability of of this one. The other one was kind of you know was kind of um, locked into conversations, but this one expands on all the new features that have come out with Alexa through the the visuals uh, and the touch using APL to the uh, APL audio to the motion and sensing APIs. I mean, there's a lot of robustness here, and I think that people are going to uh, really going to dip their dip their feet into this and explore some of these new features. Yeah, I mean, it's called Beyond Voice because. I think a lot of people think that, you know, Alexa is just voice when it's really a platform mm -hmm. uh, that connects um, with anything, really. It's just voice activated. Ben, what do you think? I think it's great. Um, I, you know, I was talking about uh, dev post in general to the developers on on my team at Hal, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, like yes, yeah, we want to, we would want to do one of these hackathons if we had to, if we could fit it in." Um, but yeah, no, they think uh, this is great. I, Brandon, I was curious, you know, how did you get into this? I was looking at your background, and it was, it's, it, you know this is a testament of what development is, right? It's like, you could have like whatever background and we have a lot of people that come on here that have different backgrounds and, and, and get into this. So t tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into a creating dev post. Yeah, sure. So, um, grew up in California, but came to school here in New York, uh, and always kind of knew I wanted to be in the music industry. Actually, I loved music and business and, uh, I did like technology always as well. I want to have a record label. And so uh, I started that my senior year and for 12 years ran a record label. So getting bands in the studio, overseeing the making of their, of their albums, promoting, marketing, distributing, getting on the road, et cetera. And I, and I loved it. But the thing that I like the most is working with folks that are making stuff uh, yeah. that are creative. That's the stuff that I love. So after 12 years of, you know, babysitting artists and getting them out of jail for cocaine possession and all kinds of stuff that, happens in the music industry. I hopefully I'm allowed to say that stuff. Um, yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, uh, I was excited to, to start, start a tech company. And to answer your question, why did I create DevPost? Uh, I was inspired by these grassroots competitions out there yeah. that got people excited and got people making stuff. And there was no platform where these could all live. They were just mm -hmm. all one-offs and there was no community. Uh, where you could kind of keep learning about this stuff and reach these people. So that's why I started DevPost. That's great. I guess the only thing I could say about that is there's no taming the white pony. AJ, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, that that particular <laughs> substance is uh, pretty pervasive in the music, yeah, <laughs> industry. Um, you know, interns, you know, sometimes it's more than coffee that you're asked to get. But <laughs> no, essentially... Um, there's some parallels there. The idea of uh, if you're a record label, you're um, you're putting together something of value. You're uh, hyping it up. You're getting it out there to people. You're getting folks ex excited. You're sparking that interest, so to speak. And it's been fantastic. And I personally have got to thank uh, DevPost specifically. DevPost introduced me to Nick. Wow. Yeah. I got a message from Cassie, and I said, she said, "Hey, check this out." I said, "I would love to." I'm in rural Idaho can't find any other folks to program with you 
can DevPost help connect me to somebody? She goes, there, there is a guy I talked to today. And then turns out it was Nick. Yeah. And then I'm, and then I was like, Hey, I want to get on, I want to get on the internet and make myself look like an idiot. Can you help me out? And AJ was like, <laughs> sure. Well, so I essentially love- DevPost is the place where, uh, I've been recommending to folks, if you're interested in learning about programming, if you're interested in voice, if you're interested in getting a sense of the excitement factors that can come from, um, programming and developing, check out DevPost because that's inspiring to folks. They, if they are, they're not a programmer or they're deciding um, what they're going to study in college, I send them to DevPost and say, take a look at all this excitement going on. And this wow. is not limited to just Alexa. I mean, there's so many other competitions that are going on. I mean, they have like Facebook AR, um, uh, AR uh, competitions. They have, they have tons of different stuff that you can, mm. you can look at. And as we go through the prizes, I mean, there's some, there's some big winnings here. I mean, you've got 97,000 in cash and prizes. Um, <clears throat> If you win, you automatically get featured in a blog post. They have different levels uh, as far as best education skill, best game and trivia, so on and so forth. Grand prize is 20 Gs. I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, this is uh, this isn't this isn't just a fly by night thing. This is really cool, and I hope that uh, I hope that a lot of people go over and sign up. If I can it's find right the time to, I'm going to. I really appreciate um, that. And it's wonderful to hear those stories. And we love Cassie too, and, and Steph as well. And I think that, um, yeah, I mean, the reason that people like this, what they get out of it is first and foremost, learning. So, you know, it's one thing to read a book or take a class, but obviously to make something and bang your head against the wall as you're trying to do it, you know, that's that's the best. Um, and there are deadlines which create the sense of urgency so you can time box that learning. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this because sometimes otherwise it won't get done. You have these prizes and it's not just cash, but um, the customers and we care as much about exposure uh, and, you know, connecting you with people and that kind of thing. Uh, so, and then, you know, you get all this, these prizes, but you also keep your intellectual property. So anything that you build, you're not transferring that even if there's a hundred grand or more in prizes. You're keeping that; it's yours. So that, those are some of the reasons that I think developers are into it. Last thing I would just say around that is that it's global as well, so you don't have to be in the states mm-hmm. as well. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, all right. Well, Brandon, uh, I have one <clears throat> final question that I that I ask everybody over here that comes <laughs> on the channel. Have you subscribed yet to Voice Spark Alexa and more on YouTube? I am going to do that as soon as we, as soon as I hang up. That is, that is awesome. So I have not, but I will. I will. So we have a, uh, to be honest with you, I've created this internal goal for me, uh, Ben and AJ, and it's to get to a thousand subscribers by June 1st, because it's the hardest thing in the world to get somebody to, to subscribe to your YouTube channel. So I sort of put every guest on the spot. Don't worry, Terry Fisher's Terry Fisher's in the virtual green room. I think he's already signed up, but he's going to get it too. So um. yeah, my kids have co-opted my YouTube account on the Apple TV. So um, I will be I will subscribe, and there will be all kinds of other YouTubers on there along with you. Fantastic, awesome. Well, uh, Brandon, do you have anything else for us, uh, uh, sir? What's coming uh, next? Yeah, just, what's coming next? What's what's up in the new year? Like what's 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 coming down the line? So we're busier than ever, ever. Like we're hiring. So if you know any amazing people across 
project management, um, across uh, developers and others, we're always you know looking for really good people. But I would say one thing about our times with people indoors, uh, we've never been busier, despite the tragedy of, of the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're fortunate that people want to make stuff, they want to be creative. And so um, uh, we have a ton of stuff um, coming up. I can't mention stuff before it's launched, but I can talk about some of our existing customers. First of all, it's not just big customers like Microsoft and Amazon and Facebook and Atlassian and Twitter and Snapchat and and these companies. It's also um, small startups that you've never heard of that are building really cool stuff. A lot of machine learning and AI, a ton of blockchain stuff, enterprise software um, to learn and improve your craft. Definitely uh, encourage you to check it out. It's always free and, and you can and be proud of what you build. Awesome. Absolutely. That's great. That's great. We'll keep folks updated on our end. Absolutely. For yeah. Sure. Just, just have Ka- uh, Cassie and Steph shoot us over emails. Anytime you guys want us to put something out and we'll be glad to uh, help any way we can. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And, and thanks, thanks so for joining. Awesome. Thanks, Brandon. Thank, thanks a bunch, Brandon. And uh, have a great night. Awesome. Thanks. Oh, how, what do you guys think? That was pretty cool, huh? That's it's really cool. Amazing. I have a, yeah, I have like a ten million more questions. I wish he could stick yeah. around a little bit longer. <laughs> it's well, here it's is his LinkedIn profile. So if you want to go ahead and hit him up, and uh, what kind of music did he was it, was it bands? Ben uh, was it? Yeah, I thought yeah, it was like bands. I, I wasn't too terribly familiar with the the genre. I think at that time I was like I was like really into hip hop and. Not, not that. So, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it's cool. I mean, how cool is that? I started well, a record you, label and then I'm like moving into just building cool things. Out. It's, it's always just building cool things. It's just, uh, that, that's what I want to do. It's like, oh yeah, this is fun. Uh, oh, I can get paid for it. Yes. Let's do it. Let's build stuff. You know, well, uh, that's great. Two, two folks that I knew that were seniors in high school, two young men, uh, I was encouraging them to at least check out what computer science can offer mm-hmm. them. And through that, uh, it was, I showed them dev post and I showed them some of the earnings and they decided that they were going to uh, do computer science uh, in college as minors in part because of the contest on dev post and just showing that's, awesome. that's kind of what a future is like. Yeah. And, uh, real quick to the audience, just want to let everybody know that we are a podcast. So if you bounce in and out of this show, uh, I know it's hard to sit there and watch something for an hour on YouTube. Uh, you can always go over and get the podcast anywhere where major podcasts are. Just type in Voice Spark and you'll see our logo. So with that being said, it's time for the main event. Are you ready to rumble with Let's Terry Fisher? Let's do it. The good doctor here. Let's go. Hello. Terry, how's it going? I'm good. How are you guys doing? It's great to be here. Awesome. Hi, Terry. Doing great. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? I'm uh, fantastic. Thank you for having me on the show, guys. It's great. Um, no, I thank you for coming. I am subscribed to the YouTube channel, just so you know. <laughs> oh, he beat so, me to it. He came so back. He was like, "There hey, we are." Yeah. yeah. And, he, he was in. Uh, he was in the. He was in the green room. It's like I know what I got to do right now. He's so. like, I was oh, paying attention. <laughs> I was paying attention. I love calling uh, that the virtual green room. It, it, it makes me feel big, than, bigger than what I am. I love it. You need um, some more snacks. You need some more snacks in the virtual green room, though. Did yeah. you look? At, did you look at Terry's uh, rider on this show? I mean, it's it's just it's so long, man. It's just he needs this and that. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Just green M&M. <laughs> Only green M and M's. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
So, um, so Terry, thanks again. Like I said, for coming on, this is awesome. I really wanted to bring you on so we could talk a little bit about the voice den because yep. I had an opportunity. <clears throat> so it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for me to be able to like do things and like dedicate a time frame to them because the way the military works is that whenever you want to do something, you yeah. automatically work that night. Even if you don't even look at your schedule, I automatically work that night. My wife says, what are you doing on the 12th? I don't know, but I know I'm working that night. <laughs> so gotcha. I was I was so happy to be at work. And I'm like, oh, my God, voice den's going to start in five minutes. You know, I got to check this out. So I popped on. Yeah. yeah. And I hung out for about 20 minutes. And yeah. I thought the format of the show was awesome. Oh, because, thanks. Appreciate that. Be, yeah, because what it... What it what the whole thing is designed to do, it's designed to spark um, conversation. And, you know, it's that no frills kind of stuff where this is more interview based. You're more or less like, hey, this is rapid fire. I've got this panel of people. What do you want to ask them? Yeah. And yeah. and I like that. I thought that was really good. Um, how did that how did that come up? How did you come up with the voice dev? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good question. I. I, I, I really enjoy going to conferences when we could go to conferences in person. Mm. And, you know, obviously you learn a ton, but in my view, and, and a lot of people that I've spoken with, they, they feel similar in that, you know, part, at least part of the, the, the highlights of when I go to a conference isn't so much the sessions. Yes, the sessions are obviously great. You've got great speakers there, but it's, it's the after stuff, the after yeah. party, if you will, like getting together with a bunch of uh, people that you meet at the conference and going out for dinner and just, chatting and just talking about oh, yeah. what are you up to and learning from each other and asking questions and getting this sort of informal mentorship, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and just making the connections and networking. And that, that stuff is as far as I'm concerned to me is, is some of the most valuable stuff from those in-person events. And when we stopped having those in-person events, I was like, well, how can we try to recreate that aspect of events? And I thought, okay, so if we create, or if I create an event that, really focuses on spontaneous conversations um, with people that you would otherwise want to be going out for dinner with if you were at a conference and have the opportunity to just chat with them. Um, no lectures. So we get away from people are on so many webinars these days, um, you know, Zoom after Zoom. And obviously that's the way the world is right now. And that's the way it's going to be for a while. Um, but I decided that I wanted to create this forum where there's no structure at all, really. So there's no lectures. Uh, the only thing that is structured is that I invite five voice fluencers uh, to the show. Then they're typically five people that are well-known in the voice community who people want to have a chance to speak with, who otherwise wouldn't get a chance to speak with. And we invite them on the show. We bring on um, you know, the attendees one at a time for a few minutes just to ask whatever is on their mind. And that's the way it goes. And we just sort of do that for a few minutes and we just cycle through and we get as many people as we can on within an hour. And, um, and we try to keep it really lighthearted and fun and there's heckling going on and it's, uh, it's all, it's, it's a good time. So that's, that was kind of the origin of the, of the concept. That's awesome. And I, I like the new, um, <clears throat> the app, how you have it in the app, the cast app. What is that? Camcast? I forget the name of the app. Um, I'm using, so the, the software that I'm using is crowdcast. That's the, crowdcast. That's the platform that's that I use. Yep. Crowdcast. crowdcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're sort of known for being, I mean, I could do the same thing in zoom, but the, the experience I don't think would be quite the same zoom in my opinion has a very sort of corporate 
look to it, a very sort of structured look. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I was trying to break away from. And Crowdcast, their, you know, their sort of claim to fame and the way they promote themselves as a platform is they're all about interaction and making yeah. it feel like you're in the room uh, with a bunch of people. Um, and so I sort of played around with it and I, I did get that feeling from it. I went on a couple of, you know, their demo crowdcast just got to, you know, get a feel for it. And, and it, it seemed to, it seemed to work pretty well. So, yeah. So one of the other things that I wanted to bring up and AJ, you might find this interesting as well, but he's using, um, uh, a, almost like a gamification model for the voice den, how the, uh, the questions and the, uh, are, uh, RFID cards or something to that effect. How does yeah, that whole the, process the, work? So the NFT card. So what? So okay. So I'll take a step back here. When when people come on to the Voice Den, I was also as you'll <laughs> it may be obvious, but I I really love to build stuff. And I heard you guys talking about building stuff, and I love mm -hmm. to be creative. And actually, I'm a musician myself. Uh, I play the drums, um, yep. and I played the violin when I was like when I was a kid, and then I rebelled, and I was like, I'm not playing the violin anymore. I'm just gonna play drums. <laughs> But, but anyway, um, I love, I love just building stuff. I love being creative. And so when I, when I came up with this concept, I thought, how can I make it really like something special for these voice fluencers? And I thought I'm going to make almost like little trading cards of them. So that's like, there's like the series of voice fluencer trading cards. And so it started with basically that a series of trading cards. They were, they were just graphics, sort of virtual graphics. And then I started um, chatting with, um, I don't know if you know him personally or met him, uh, Ian Utility of Attention Live. Um, mm. And um, so he's got a very interesting company. Um, and there, what he's doing is he's creating a live streaming platform to Alexa. So you can talk to your phone and it's live streams to Alexa. Um, Whoa. And, the, and the other element of that is that he's very uh, connected with the blockchain community. And what he's doing is he's giving these live streams a token that is filed in the distributed ledger. So it shows ownership of your content that you have created. Oh, and so I started talking with him about the, some of the ideas on the voice stand. And he's like, we could use that same technology that we're using on the blockchain for the, for the audio content for your cards. And what we've done now is we've created these non-fungible tokens, which are, uh, which they basically are attached to a, a unique token that lives on the blockchain. And each of these individual cards are truly one of one collectible cards and they can be identified as such on the blockchain. So when a person comes on the show now, they get versions of their cards that they own on the blockchain. And we've created 29 different versions of each card. Each one is different. It's got a different color and a different letter on it. And we give out a lot of these as prizes to people on the, on the voice stand as well. So they're actually getting these unique collectible voice fluencer cards um, that are virt I mean, they're graphical, but they actually truly own them in the sense of the word. They could sell them if they want or trade them or do whatever they want. So, oh, wow. and then the gamification part is, is just how people can sort of win those cards, that sort of thing. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. So yeah, you finding that uh, you're able to capture that 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 like live kind of energy that you get. Uh, I went to the Voice Summit in New Jersey, 
And yeah. when I left my, like, you know, when you're smiling, like you go to a comedy, like I had <laughs> these were muscles were sore because you when you're meeting friendly folks uh, yep. that are new and they're into the same thing that you are. And then there's three or four or five or 10 around. That is just the time of your life. And are you getting, yeah. are, are you being able to recreate that like spontaneity uh, with the show? Um, I is think so. I mean, I, I've, I've got some really great comments coming back. Like one particular comment, um, somebody specifically said like, this is the closest I felt to being in person with other people in the voice community since the lockdown, nice. um, which was, which was really nice to hear. Um, and a lot of people have said like, you know, this is, I've had somebody literally say as well, um, this is the most fun they've had on an online event. Um, so, you know, those are the kind of things that I'm hearing and it's, it's, it's really nice. I mean, it's, it's, do you think you some know, of that working. is because the folks don't know each other, they don't need to be necessarily prepared. They're just sort of in the right mindset and then they're kind of put together. Is this like magic that happens when humans get together? If the, if it's configured in a careful way? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think the magic is that it's just it, it's just truly spontaneous. It truly yeah. is unstructured, right? Um, like what I, like what you're seeing on the screen there. There's no lectures. There's no selling. Um, and then you know, and then if you go down a little bit more, like the, I mean, these are the principles of what I've really tried to design, right? So you're getting real conversations, the spontaneity. There's a little bit of the competition in there, like I said, and it's it's really about people hanging out. When we first come on, um, you know, I kind of introduce the people on the show. Um, I'm, I make a big deal usually, and I try to do this every time of really, uh, welcoming anybody that's new to the voice den so that they feel they're part of the community, uh, mm -hmm. really creating a community feel. Um, and then the conversation in the chat, there's, there's a chat that goes along the side too. It's just, it just it go, I, I mean, I can't keep up with it, you know, between sort of hosting the show and stuff. I have to go back after the show and read through all the chat comments because there's so much activity in there and people yeah. are just joking and, you know heckling each other. <laughs> do you think, do you think this is the event format for at least for the foreseeable future? <laughs> people would adopt this or, uh, you know, move well, to this type of format. I, you know, I, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I have had some people say like, you know, I really like this format. Uh, can I talk to you about like, can I take it to my area? Um, yeah. I've had people say, um, because I've always got it at the same time. It's always five o'clock Pacific, eight o'clock Eastern on Wednesdays. Yep. Great time um, for happy hour. Yes. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I encourage people to come with a drink in hand, sit down with a drink and some snacks. Um, but I've also had some people like, you know, in Europe say like, oh gosh, we'd love to attend, but it's in the middle of the night. Can we do a <laughs> Europe version? And so, you know, that's something I'm very seriously considering about doing the voice stand in Europe or something mm -hmm. like that. But um, the issue for me is, is, you know, it's obviously time and just trying to, I need, right. I, I'm, at, I'm getting to the stage where I need to have some help. I need to start to develop a team because I really, I really am essentially doing this myself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, speaking of that, um, I can remember, uh, talking to you previously and you told me that you launched your blog, Alexa in Canada, like yeah. one day prior to them actually releasing it in Canada or like doing the press release that it was going to be released in Canada. And I thought that was wild. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a crazy story. That was my very first thing that I did is sort of in the voice space. Um, so I guess this goes back now, probably about three years or so. Um, but I, I became interested in voice technology. I became interested in Alexa and I put together this blog that you're seeing right now. Um, and I put it together before Alexa was officially in Canada, knowing, of course, that it was just a matter of time until mm -hmm. Amazon brought it to Canada. But just as luck would have it, the coincidence, I, 
you can actually like people could go and search us. If you look at my very first blog post on that site, I'm talking about, oh, there's this technology called Alexa and it'll be so cool if it came to Canada and all this kind of stuff. And um, I don't know if it was the next day, but within, I think it was within about a week or two weeks, Amazon announced that Alexa was coming to Canada. And like now, and now if, if Canadians, I know this, you know, depending on where you are, if you search, you're gonna get different results. But if you're in Canada and you search Google with the keywords Alexa and Canada, um, I was doing it the other day just to kind of see where my SEO rankings were. My site came up before Amazon. So, so Whoa. a lot of my congratulations. Is, yeah. My, yeah. my traffic is really, truly um, organic and people are just searching for, because a, a lot of people and some people in the States may not be aware of this, but the features are different in, Oh, that doesn't look good. Uh, no, it didn't look good. <laughs> um, some people may not be aware that the features of Alexa are different in Canada versus in the United States. And so that's why there's a yes. lot of um, Canadians asking about those sorts of things. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, that's, that's the other thing too. You know, I, I always talk about usage. I harp. Um, one of my things is I harp on usage, right? We've got to get, we've got to get uh, Sally Jones from down the street and Ben Smith from across the road to you start using these devices. How do we do right. that? You know, how do we get out of the slosh of the foundation that we created as the voice community how do we expand that right how do we build the first floor the second floor of the house so for me i think what you're doing is great and it's it's great because it focuses in on um canadians essentially canadians mm -hmm. and you know what's funny is it doesn't matter what like mainstream logo you have there's always a maple leaf like they're the Canadians are a very proud people as far as like maple leaves go. And they're you <laughs> there know, you go. Canadians. Right. So if you go to McDonald's in Canada, right in the middle of the two arches it is a maple leaf. <laughs> so funny story. I'm up there. Me and my wife, we go to Subway. Yeah. And it's Subway Canada. There's a maple leaf on the logo. And lady's making a subs and she looks at me. She says, what kind of cheese do you want? And I'm like, I'll take American. And she's like, what? <laughs> Up there, it's processed cheese. <laughs> that oh, is yeah. what I'm yeah. yeah, that is what American American cheese is. It's processed cheese in Canada. So <laughs> that, I always thought that was kind Came of funny. For you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so um it is your it, are you married right is your wife canadian i am yeah my uh my wife is canadian she's originally she's originally from south africa actually um but oh. she's she moved here when she was about eight years old so she's she's oh, really wow. grown up here uh in wow. canada so she's canadian yeah that's awesome and then i've got two kids so they keep me busy uh and i do the and i do the typical canadian thing my kids um i coach them on their for their ice hockey teams um, Oh, nice. and uh and uh keeps us busy yeah yeah so for <laughs> us we uh i did the same thing uh but it was a little bit reversed i i imported my uh my wife from canada um so she's canadian and i know i told you about that terry and i don't know if ben and aj knew that but yeah she's uh she's a canuck so we're gonna go back up there and uh try to find a place in blaine to live because her parents are right across the uh right across the river in white rock so we're looking forward cool. to that change. 240 days left, if anybody wants to know. So, Doctor, uh, doctor, what, what is your uh, background? My background. So, um, yeah, I'm probably not the typical voice person. Um, I'm, a, I'm a physician. Uh, that's what I do during – that's my day job. Um, I do – specifically, I do sports and exercise medicine and family medicine. Fantastic. And um, uh, I work at the university here in Vancouver, University of British Columbia – 
uh, in the student health clinic. And that's what I do during the day. And I, I've started saying I'm a, I'm a physician by day and like a voice tech enthusiast by night. Cause nice. um, like all this voice stuff. And I think as you can see, like all this sort of creative stuff that I really enjoy doing. Um, it's a really nice cr sort of creative and relaxing outlet from the, interesting, you know, from the, the regular days of being a physician where mm -hmm. a lot of times it's very serious stuff we're dealing with. A lot of times it's, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of responsibility. Um, mm -hmm. It can be stressful at times. And I love to go home and sort of put that stuff away for a little while and just sit down and like build things like the voice stand and, and yeah. other things and graphics and, and podcasts and all this kind of stuff. So have you always well, been well, interested well, in uh, audio and music? Like you said, is, is music a big part of your life? Yeah, I've always been, I've always been interested in gadgets. I've always been interested in technology, mm. gadgets, music. Um, it's funny hearing you guys speak about sort of music production and that sort of stuff. Like I remember when, um, boy, I'm dating myself here, but I must've been like, I don't know, 12 years old or something. And I was, I was playing around with the very primitive, um, like uh, music sequencer programs, Cubase, and um, and stuff that it, it's funny. It just just triggered a memory. I had my wisdom teeth pulled out as a kid, and my parents had to like bribe me. Like, look, if you get if you get your wisdom teeth pulled out, don't make a fuss. We'll buy you something, and then you can like <laughs> play with it while you're getting better. And you know what I got? I got the software Cubase. And right. while I was lying in bed, sort of with my mouth swollen, I was sitting there reading the manual on how to like use Cubase because I sat down and I got a keyboard and, you know, I learned how to use MIDI and I started sequencing stuff. And, um, like I said, I'm a drummer, but I also did a lot of music theory and I played the violin for, I don't know, like 15 years. So, um, I understand a reasonable amount of music and music theory. So I would sit down and I would just, I'd start writing songs and I'd put down my drums, my bass, my guitar, my piano and everything. And, uh, and you know, I, I think that sort of, that's always the way it's been. And I've always enjoyed gadgets and playing around with that kind of stuff. And, um, so when you were in college, yeah. would you, uh, like be studying this like cerebral, like abstract stuff and then like break away into music to balance yourself out? I, I, I did do that for, 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 for quite a bit. I, I was in a number of bands through college. Um, and, uh, I would go and, you know, while I was studying, I was studying and then I'd go and I'd play with my band at parties. And, um, oh, and it actually in, um, during my undergrad, when I was doing my undergrad degree in science, I, as one of my electives, I took a, uh, a jazz performance uh, percussion class. It was one of my electives. So, um, so it was um, kind of different, but it was fun. I still love that stuff. I love playing the drums. So well, I wish I had more time for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> are you, are um, you integrating music uh, into? Uh, are you going to integrate music into? Like, turn a version of it into like a live jam session ever in the future, or just the conversation, or is that possible? That, oh, you're asking, you're asking a really, really good question there. And, uh, I, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> He's building <laughs> things. <laughs> um, stay Terry, tuned. You, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Terry, Terry, you're talking about like, kind of like, you know, what you do in the real world. And I, I was watching one of your yeah. talks, um, in general about, you know, how, uh, you know, adopt, basically adopting voice and adopting these technologies in, um, in, um, in your, your profession more or less yeah. uh yeah. i'm curious as to like kind of what you see on the horizon for that and how, how people are going to leverage voice uh in the future for for you know doctor's visits anything any anything related to medical in the future yeah so i mean that's a huge huge question um 
actually gave a TEDx talk on specifically on that yeah. uh, voice technology. That's why that, 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 that gonna, prep my question. <laughs> uh, okay, how it's going to change uh, 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 um, everything about healthcare. Um, boy, I'm just trying to think of an easy way to tackle that. The, what I said in the talk actually is I gave a couple of you know simple examples, and you know one simple example is just if you think about just getting information from a voice assistant in a really seamless, easy way. Uh, you know, a perfect and simple example is just like first aid skill, right? Somebody has a bee sting or a burn and they're, they're sort of, you know, they're, they're anxious about it. They don't know what to do. And where, where do I go? And so nice to just be able to say, Hey, Alexa, what do I do for a burn? Oh, right? Yeah. right. Um, or even something a little bit more complex is what about like somebody collapses in front of you and you take their pulse and have a pulse and you don't know how to do CPR. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could ask Alexa and Alexa will like coach you through how to do CPR. Mm -hmm. Right. So those are, those are some simple examples. And you get into the, the ones where, um, you know, people that have chronic diseases, take, take diabetes, for example, it's a good example, because right. that's something that they have to deal with every minute of their life, uh, monitor their sugars and their, their potentially their insulin and all this kind of stuff. So sure. you could have a device that helps them track their insulin, their blood sugars, helps them basically acts as a nurse, a care aid yeah. for helping them manage their diabetes on a regular basis. And using the AI, if it notices that there are certain parameters that are going wrong, going downhill, they can mm -hmm. alert you to maybe you got to go see your doctor. Right. So, oh, sure. I mean, that's one, um, another one is just, you know, elderly people trying to be independent in their homes and having, and maybe they're becoming forgetful and having a device to just remind them, take your medication. This is the medication you need to take. And you've got an appointment today. And I mean, there's, there's some really simple things like that. And you get into, um, you know, using the devices to actually capture some of the medical history from a patient doctors mm -hmm. that ask the same questions over and over and over again or <clears throat> excuse me, or potentially capturing that information and transcribing it into a medical record for the doctor by right. having the device listen. And then um, I think the one that I find most fascinating is the idea of vocal biomarkers. I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with this, but yeah, it's the idea, it's the idea behind um, the, the analogy that I'll, I'll, I'll just for, for the viewers and the listeners, the analogy I like to give is like digital photography. When you take a photograph, you get your photo, but you also get all that meta metadata, right? You get mm -hmm. the camera mm -hmm. model, the aperture, the flash, the, all that kind of, all those settings. But with voice, you've got the words that I'm saying, but right. you've got the so-called metadata or the vocal biomarkers, which is how I'm speaking, right? Because we can all hear emotion in our voice. If I'm saying something like really excited and like, oh, it's so, it's so cool, you can hear that. Or I could say those same kind of words and I'd be like, oh, it's really exciting. It's so cool, right? But it's got two totally different meanings. Range. Um, range. All that stuff. Speed, and the thing is, right. when you start feeding that into these um, AI uh uh, computers and it starts processing and, and pulling out those patterns. Um, the devices can then start to identify changes in your mood. If someone's mm -hmm. becoming depressed, you can start to get predictive. Like, is this a person at risk for suicide? You can even start to recognize diseases by the way someone sounds. So I know that the Mayo Clinic did a study and they showed that the way someone sounds is they, they found a correlation between the way someone speaks and the yep. risk of heart disease. And wow. there are a bunch of people right now researching uh, the way someone sounds and the, the risk of actually having COVID just by the way you sound and the way you cough. So wow. that stuff is fascinating to me that you could have a device in your home listening to you. And it's, it's basically like taking this vital sign. I'm calling like voice. I think voice is the next vital sign. Doctors use pit, um, pulse, blood pressure, and so on. I think it's, it's just a matter of time before doctors actually use your voice signal as a vital sign. I remember so, about 20 years back, I read a scientific uh, study. Well, it was a study about wondering if there are any markers in the voices of individuals with respect to their 
level of authority or competence mm. and so they the test was primarily on male uh speakers and who were like charlton heston and the lowest scoring individual and it had to do with base clusters so the amount of base that's coming out of the throat interesting like 100 and 150 hertz they said that there was some relationship between confidence and respectedness or how somebody's perceived and uh do we lose him i think we lost him He got excited. He should <laughs> he should be able to come back. Here he is. Yeah, he's back in the game. Not sure what happened there. I think I clicked the button there back. So sorry about that, guys. But you're no, saying yeah. there. Yeah. So that 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 was the idea that when um, they, they were kind of hinting at that when uh, somebody and they, they weren't saying which is causing what, but sort of they're kind of associated that uh, male speakers would have these like quantifiable base clusters in yeah. every syllable. And it, as the male lost his his kind of standing and respect level, those base clusters would drop in power. And mm. they sure enough said, like, out of 100 guys or something like that, that Dan Quayle had the least amount of base clusters in his voice. Oh. So that's how old that was. I believe it. That is interesting. That is – well, it's – you know, the, I mean, there's so many elements to this too. There's, there's, um, there's one company that said that they have identified 2,500 different vocal biomarkers in the way someone wow. speaks. I can't oh, even imagine so how, how, but, um, well, I have yeah. a, a bit, I grew up with, uh, my two best friends growing up, two different people, but they both had stutter. And, mm. uh, then I had, had a friend for about 15 years who has Tourette syndrome and I've not had those kinds of issues, but I love listening to their voices. I love the uniquenesses of their voices and my huh. friend Rich, if I spend about two or three hours with them, his stutter yeah. will go away. Wow. For some reason, because he feels more comfortable speaking to me, I would love so that's to really interesting because it, it makes you wonder. Like that's something that I've wondered too. Like, could a voice device act like a speech language pathologist for somebody mm, that has right. some sort of problem with their speech, and they work with a voice device and it speaks back to them, and it can do those things that a potentially a, a speech language pathologist was doing? Well, anybody know. that edits uh, interviews is gonna recognize that stutters are contagious. So if you have two individuals that are speaking with each other, they get really into the conversation. One of them has a passing stutter. A lot of times within a second or two, the other individual will also stutter. That's like if you yawn as well. Yeah. Some oh, yeah. Mirror neurons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's getting. laughs> I love it. Wow. Uh, cool. Yeah, so... Uh, so that's great. Uh, the other thing that you've got going on is the uh, the health first. I believe it's the yeah, I the got, voice yeah, first so, health. Like you so, got a, yeah, you got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, sticks in the fire, man. I, I don't know how you do it, and you're a doctor. Um, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I do. So, I, I mean, yeah. Sometimes I wonder if I'm spreading myself a little bit too thin, to be perfectly honest, because I, I I want to do such a good job with, with whatever I do, obviously. But um, the voice first health thing is is really. Um, it's just about the stuff that we were talking about now. It's just sort of highlighting the stuff that's going on really at that intersection of voice technology and healthcare. And so in that podcast, um, I bring on people that are in that sort of niche or that vertical uh, of healthcare and, and voice. And we talk about these sorts of things that we've just been talking about for the last, whatever, five, 10 minutes. So, um, but there's that. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy the, my flash briefings. Flash briefings is something that I, that I um, have done since very early on. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that's a big opportunity for people to to for content creators to get stuff out there. Um, oh, sure. 
Well, it, when I was on my way to uh, uh, New Jersey for the Boys Summit, a man came up to me in the airport in Salt Lake City, and he's like, "Hey, watch, watch my bag." I was like, "Okay, sure." Uh, he he comes back from the restroom. He introduces himself. He's one of the uh, the doctors in in that runs the psoriasis society or you know the body that kind of like regulates psoriasis hmm. research and uh, i was talking to him about the idea of uh you know voice because hmm. as they would like to get symptoms or ping people and find out information and people could use voice to report their experiences with drugs or yeah. with their concerns at the moment that they have them and yeah. his response was well you have hipaa compliance and that's something that you have to be very concerned with. And then sure enough, when we were at the voice conference, there was a person who gave a speech on exactly what's necessary on the back end to make sure that it's going to qualify for HIPAA compliance. So just anybody uh, that can learn about this, they can make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, that's it. On the forefront of that. That's the big challenge with the, with the healthcare stuff is the HIPAA compliance and protecting patients, uh, privacy, security, that sort of stuff. Because a lot of sectors you don't really have do worry about that too much, obviously, right? But when it comes to someone's healthcare and you get into the sure. insurance issues and the mm -hmm. and just the privacy, like there's there's which is why typically the healthcare vertical has been so slow to adopt new technologies. Mm -hmm. And if there's a silver lining behind this whole COVID thing, it's that people are being not forced, but you know they're being really uh, encouraged to use telemedicine to use voice technology to use new technologies that allow them to get some care but still stay in their home and i think that's mm -hmm. a really really good thing so oh, yeah definitely it's a sign of the future go yeah. ahead ben you got yeah. a question well i was kind of curious you know uh you know hipaa here and then um we you know we have the, the ccpa in california and then obviously there's gdpr what 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 for developers in canada what what are some privacy things that that, that you that you guys look out for or, or need to be compliant with it would be the same it would be the same kind of thing and but the thing is and there's there's different names of them because it's actually although that's it's, it's a federal body that oversees it each it's it's yeah. distributed to each of the provinces so oh, each okay. province actually has slightly different regulations, which makes things that much more complicated if you want to launch right. something across Canada. Um, yeah. But it, I mean, it's but the but in theory, I mean, the, the same principles generally apply. Have what, have all the provinces adopted it? Uh, I mean, they're all. They're, I'm, I'm guessing there's variables in each one of them, or is there is there a difference, or is it pretty much kind of? Um, Most of them are know. similar. Most of them are similar. Um, you know, one of one of the hurdles that that keeps coming back for me in say Alexa is. The currently the way it is, at least the last time I checked, and I haven't checked in a while, so this may this may have changed. But as far as my understanding goes, the the Amazon servers that run Alexa, <coughs> excuse me, are located in the United States, and that's an issue for Canadian privacy and security because mm -hmm. uh, in order for anything to be passed, mm -hmm. the data has to be stored in Canada. Yep. So uh, until there is some type of server in Canada, that's. I and maybe there's a way around it. I don't know. I mean, that's not my area of expertise, but mm -hmm. um, but that's that's definitely one of the hurdles that we'd have to get through to really mm -hmm. bring things at least. On, yeah, it's going to be an AWS region if you're going to use uh, AWS servers. Because I right. think, if I recall correctly, I believe there is an AWS white paper specifically about compliance in the United States for HIPAA. So that's available on. Uh, uh, okay, that's, that's good to know. Yeah, that's something you can research. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't think there is it. 
a region. There's one in uh, California, uh, East Coast, West Coast, all around. But yeah, that's one of those things. It has the same thing. It has to do with banking sovereignty. They they refer to mm. it as. So if there has to be a copy of the data encrypted at rest, and then it has to be like physically located in a physical place in order to yeah. uh, appease whatever the laws of the country. Interesting. Well, yeah, it's, it's well, you, you know going back to. Um, Going back to skill building, that was one of the issues they had early on with the kids section of the skill store in Canada. It wasn't able to, it didn't align with certain uh, policies and procedures in, in the country of Canada. That's right. It took them actually a while to get a kids section in, in yep. Canada, but they finally yeah. got one. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, just along those, you made me think of something else. I can't tell you how many developers, this is like a public service announcement to all the developers out there in the United States, <laughs> because I can't tell you how many developers I've spoken to and I met at in Newark at Voice Summit and all this kind of stuff. And that like they tell me about their awesome skills that they've built. And I'm like, oh, cool. I want to try that. Is it in Canada? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's in Canada. I'm like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We launched it like it's in the English speaking regions. And then I'd pull up my phone, my my Alexa app, and I'd search for it and I'd show them it's not in Canada. Like, you have to specifically enable because the language is the, the language model for Canada is different from the United States. Yep. And so, um, anyway, there we go. If there's any developers out there, make sure you make there's like there's a huge hungry market in Canada for for good skills. So don't leave <laughs> well, us that's out. Why, that was one of the reasons, uh, you know, whenever I came on your podcast, that was one of the reasons I wanted to let people know that my historical voices skill was released in in all the English speaking regions, including Canada. But most importantly, that whenever you're thinking about <clears throat> launching your skill in another region, I honestly think it's a no-brainer, especially those five primary English-speaking regions, because you're just copying and pasting the JSON over and over again, and the metadata, the logos, the, you know what the skill's about. And yep. I mean, what's it take, 20 extra minutes to maybe make sure everything's formatted properly? Hit submit, boom, there you go. So yeah. if you could build it good in the U.S., you can build it good in the U.K., Canada, India, and Australia. Yep. yep. Well said. I agree. Doctor, do 100%. you think that people would be more likely to trust uh, Alexa with uh, private symptoms than a physical doctor? You think oh, that I love that question. You? That's a great question because um, <laughs> there's – there's actually been some research into that that shows that in some cases people are more likely to be forthcoming with a smart speaker than they are with a human because yep. they feel that the human would judge them and the smart right. speaker doesn't. Right. And so there's there's research going on. I know some colleagues of mine and they are looking at having smart speakers in the form of little robots, for example, to go and, and tell some jokes to some kids and develop rapport with the kids and then the robot asks the questions to the kids and the kids start to take the start to give them the information so <laughs> um it's pretty crazy and then you know there's the other side of the coin too right some people be like oh like i don't want to talk to a robot i want to talk to a human being who can like mm -hmm. actually like understand what i'm saying so you know you're going to get both sides but certainly i mean that use case exists and uh yeah. So for urinary tract infections, weight issues. <laughs> What's that spot right there? <laughs> yeah. Burning, exactly. A burning sensation. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I get lots Bring of in the robot. at a university. 
So <laughs> no shortage of those complaints at a university. <laughs> Do you uh, have any plans on uh, putting together some software for your patients? Uh, is that something that's possible for an individual doctor to do or uh, kind of you know, looking forward to seeing when the industry does it? Yeah, it's it, it's hard for me to do that because number one, uh, I mean, there's a number of things. Number one, I'm I'm not a developer. I don't have the skills. I don't code, right? So, um, I, first of all, I, I would need somebody to work with on that, which which is fine. Um, but secondly, it kind of gets back to the whole idea of the privacy and security issues in Canada. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that I work at a university, it's a huge organization. Um, there's ten, tens of thousands of students at this university. It's a major university, uh, which means that just you know, there's there's a lot of They've got their own IT department. They've got their own internet security department. There's a lot of sort of red tape and bureaucracy that you'd have to go through to try to implement something that you're sort of working on into the larger university health system. Sure. Um, so it's it's not, if I had my own private practice, perhaps that's something that I could like kind of build and, and put in the clinic. Um, what I am doing is creating, I do a flash briefing called Health Tips. And it's health just, tips. it's a daily it's a daily uh, flash briefing. It's sort of under my voice first health brand. Um, and it's just a daily educational tip for patients. Um, I've been doing a lot of COVID education over the last couple of months. So there's like a different tip about COVID and just learning, teaching about mm -hmm. it. Um, but also I, I don't want to only do that. So I'm actually going to now going forward, I'm actually going to kind of get back to some of the more general health tips as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that I think, you know, I can do relatively easily. Um, sure. But anything yeah. sort of more more complex is, is, is challenging. So, yeah. Do you have a nickname? Do I have a nickname? Yeah. Um, Dr. Terry. Uh, you, people just, I, I'm so informal. I like, generally people just call me Terry, but at actually at, at a, a project voice, um, people started calling me uh, the voice doctor. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it's kind of that kind of stuck. I don't know. But, um, that could be the on my on my little card for the voice den. I have uh, everybody has a nickname. We give everybody that comes on the show a nickname, um, and so my on my card it says the voice doctor. Uh, nice. So, that's great. yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. So, well, Terry, yeah, we just fun. we're right at about the hour mark. Uh, is there anything you want to plug or say to the audience before you before you go? Wow, I know. I this is great, guys. Thank you. I just, you come out to the Voice Den. It's at thevoiceden.com. dot com. Free yeah, to check right. it out. I, maybe I'll mention this. We, I do have a big party episode of the Voice Den, November fourteenth. Um, nice. It's going to be a two hour special. Um, I'm inviting. Actually, I don't know if I've said this publicly yet. I don't know if I should say this. Just uh, do yet. it. But it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be a huge, huge party on the voice den. It's actually coinciding with my 1000th consecutive voice in Canada flash briefing, which nice. I'm turning into a gamified flash briefing. So the 10 days leading up to the party, if you listen to the flash briefing, you get some kind of riddle or clue. If you can figure it out, you then go to an Alexa skill called crack the code. You tell the skill what you think the answer to the riddle is. And if you are right, Alexa will give you one piece of a total code. And if you play that every day for 10 days, then you get all 10 pieces of the code. And then when you say the final code, you get information on how you can be in the running to win some grand prizes. And we're going to be nice. announcing that and celebrating that at the Voice Den Party Edition, which is a Saturday night, uh, November 14th. That is so, exciting. That's Good job on cool. that one. <laughs> you got my intrigue peaked. So <laughs> nice. that'll, be, that'll be fun. Um, so thanks for letting me shout that out. And I guess just Voice is my OS. One last thing that I'm working on, I'm trying to really just feature not only the voice fluencers, but everybody in the community. And 
the way I believe that voice is my operating system, um, anybody can go to voicesmyos.com, fill out a very short Google form, basically put in a quote, why do you believe that voice is your OS? Voice is my OS because fill in the blank. You can choose one of 20 different colors. You upload a headshot and we will produce a, like a professionally uh, created graphic that you can share and just show your pride for voice is my OS. And that's sort of a hashtag. So that's nice. the last thing I'll mention. Really cool. So, awesome, yeah. Terry. Very well, cool. Very cool. <clears throat> We're going to go ahead and bounce you out here. If you could, yep. please, sta please stand by. And, uh, I will. Thank and, you so much, guys. Uh, hold on one second. Thanks, Doctor. Appreciate it. So that was Dr. Terry Fisher. It's a mover and shaker. The voice yeah. doctor. The voice um, doctor. So we have... Um, so I've got his profile up on the screen. If you are on LinkedIn, go ahead over and add him to your, uh, to your network. He's an excellent guy and... He's uh, also very approachable, so he's on the same lines as Mark Tucker. So with that being said, we'll go back real quick and hit up. Where's it at? Where did I put it? The talk socket. One last time. Oh, yeah. It's Alexa on your phone. It's on your phone. It's the talk socket. What do you guys think? Well, I could totally see that as being something that medical, you know, doctors could eventually use. You know, you could keep oh, yeah. that on you. And then every time that you get it burns and you pee, you can actually, you know, just say it. Yeah, uh, it burns no, when I pee. In all, in all seriousness, no, like if you had a kid <laughs> and uh, you're trying to keep track of, uh, you know, when pain hits and then they can report it. That can help mm -hmm. uh, keep that device close by. You don't have to be carrying around a device with a, uh, with a long power cable. Yeah, I think totally. That's super exciting. Yeah. As always, I, I encourage everybody to go ahead over and check out their Kickstarter campaign and uh, follow them and support them. Uh, this is a pretty cool product, and I think it's going to help bridge that gap between having a dedicated device and also a dedicated app on your phone. It's going to help bridge that gap because, right. you know, as humans, we're lazy. Nobody wants to unlock their phone. They just want answers. So with that being said, I think this is going to help bridge that gap. Um, does anybody else have anything before we head out? Should we give it a shout out to uh, Thomas, Thomas Dahl? Oh, we should. So Thomas, du yeah, so Thomas Duvall, and I know we waited until like an hour into this to tell everybody, <laughs> but um, he was recently on our show. And he's going to be doing blog posts for us on our website. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing what he pumps out because I think it's going to be a great way for us to expand our brand here, but also bring more people into the fold. Because again, some people may not want to watch YouTube videos. Some people may not want to subscribe to our channel. I don't know why they wouldn't. But if they don't, they can still go ahead and read about some of these fabulous skills that we have. So thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Thomas. Thanks a bunch, Thomas. We appreciate all your help and we look forward to your good writing. Uh, with that being said, are we good to go? Yes, sir. Let's do the outro.